0: I either need to get more cameras or a bigger couch because this is a little insane.
1: It's good to be comfortable, mm-hmm. cozy. That's fire. Wow. I love this setup, yo. I'm proud of you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is great. Get some mood down. Oh, God. I oh just God. hope we can hear because I mean, I'm, I'm not too far. No,
0: you're fine. You're, you're chilling. You're chilling.
1: So, so, so. Wow. <sighs> it, wants to, it wants to come and collapse.
0: How's, how's your day going? Have you started making money off this music stuff yet? <laughs> <laughs> you, you started Talking making money, today, you just, making just, money just, today just just asking have you started making money yet what's what is yes what is worst yes, what is, words, right, what is was the
1: first year that i devoted myself i, I set the standard for myself i'm not gonna do uh, any like unpaid shows mm. and to be able to set that standard for myself and still get shows is great
0: that's, that's fair. fair that's great. fair that's, that's fair fine. what's up y'all it's your host sensei okay we're back in another episode i'm not on my codes but i'm with Mac O C.
1: Ah, Mac. It's uh, it's been a it's been a while. It's been Mac oh what was the last time you were on here? That was like when you first started. Wow. That was the first time When you first started making like videos of it for mm, yes, yes, just yes, recording. Yes, I remember that. I remember but, but I was also there when you were just recording on your phone.
0: Oh no, facts, facts, facts. it's been yeah. a long way. It's been a long for way. Sure, you man. didn't have dreads or whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> didn't. The would hair you, journey. Would you ever add um
1: what's that stuff? Uh weave to your stuff to make it long? Or have you ever no, thought about doing it? No. I thought about it before my – my. I know people that have done it. Of course. I, wasn't to them, but I I know people that have done it, and I just feel like my hair is past that point now. For it doesn't even need you know, it for real? Yeah, like mm. there's no point now. I, I would do it for fun, though, maybe one uh, day. I feel it, Not so. to really just have it as a style. I feel it. I feel it. Speaking of yeah, the yeah.
0: past, what was your favorite moments of the year that we just
1: finished? Your favorite man, moments? 2022, man i don't know I, I traveled a lot i, I went to you. a lot of different states so that was that's probably like did you get a different vibe me. the the more you were traveling from east Bot? yeah for sure i went to a lot of places for the first time i went to like new york for the first time new orleans for the first time mm. and like mm. just seeing different cultures of that for real it's like it's, it's a really interesting type of differentiator you know sort don't get a lot of that wh- what you mean like, Minnesota don't get too much, like, you don't get too much culture in your face in Minnesota, besides, like, white culture, you know? Really? So in certain areas, I guess you can see certain black culture, but it's really just, like, mixtures of other stuff. I feel like other places, other states, you get to see, like, this solidify, like, New York, or the solidify New Orleans, like, type of the South or the East or the West, like, that kind of stuff, you know? So,
0: it's more of the sense that where it was, like, um, culture in and of itself is
1: just blackness, really? It, uh, c- culture originated from blackness, I feel like. For sure. But a lot of things originated from blackness. Everything originated from blackness, you know? Oh, okay. So okay. It's, it's like, I don't know. Black Black people are the best at showing a culture, for sure. Like, really. What do you mean by that? They're really able to. The most culture you see is within black people and black culture, in the most part. I feel like, especially, like, no, nah, not even just in America, like throughout the world. I feel like black culture is just so prominent and so in your face that you can really see it. Okay, that's people, fair. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Even, stuff just being like oh we just picked this up and we just picked this up and we just do this like we have a solidified this is the shit we do. Yeah. Oh no I feel that I feel that I feel yeah, that
0: yeah. yeah no I take I take the same kind of approach when you're talking about when you go to different spots for example like New York, I feel like there's more of a exaggerated nature when you get to East Coast compared to like the West Coast and they say West is like more like chill and vibrant and stuff like that. Yeah. Um
1: while you were, because you went to New York to perform, um in front of like what, what was that event that you were performing at it was National Action Network mm. it, was, it was like civil rights movement group like number one in the world mm. shout out tail Hindi shout out Al Sharpton all the people that were able to get me there for real and mm-hmm. get me an opportunity to be on any type of stage any type of stuff it was just being that I didn't even go there with the intention of performing right away I just want to network and to just see what's going on because I had the opportunity to but then how did you just
0: n- randomly perform if you weren't working wrong
1: you get to talk to people and just off of talking to people talking to the right people showing them my stuff and they offer for just you know that's that's cool come on and so did you, you go out of your way to make it happen or is it somebody like kind of like put you in a position yo to I, I give a lot of credit for show sure. tape gave me like put me in a lot of positions that like I, I was only there because of tape you know I was oh. there because of The opportunities that Tay has given me, and uh, but once I was there, I got to really just Tay pointing me in good directions of like this is who's important, this is who is important in this aspect, that kind of stuff, and just off of being pointed those directions, it was just for one like shout out Ashley Sharpton, Al Sharpton's uh, daughter, Mm -hmm. and how I got to perform originally was just being in the convention, and Tay let me know Ashley is someone you need to talk to when it comes to the performances of these of this weekend and this whole uh, trip. And, and real quick, for those uh, that who that do not know, who are the Sharptons? Al Sharpton. <laughs> only, they don't really know the name, but they don't know who man, they are. Al Sharpton is a, I, I would say, civil rights activist. Okay. Like I don't know exactly what his title would be for mm-hmm. sure, and I can't speak too much when I really don't know exactly like what he's doing. But he, I, I know, he's a founder of National Action Network. Which oh, okay, is okay, okay, The okay. big civil rights uh, group within the United States, like the biggest one. Oh. So, hey, he um is known for that and many other things, I'm sure. Mm, but mm-hmm. Ashley Shelton is his daughter and it's mainly run by them and she was in charge of the performances of the weekend. Mm. So um I saw that she was in some room by herself. i not mm-hmm. gonna lie, it was, she was in some room outside of the convention by herself, maybe with like two other people. And I just took the opportunity at that time to like go into the room, just go to her like, hey, I know you don't know me, but uh I'm here with tay i'm here with national action network and i heard you in charge of performances this and this she gonna tell me so do you sing do you rap what do you do do?" i tell her i I mainly sing i do whatever i can though she said all right perform right now (laughs) do it right now on the spot and i said i can i can perform right now or you want me to play your music she said it's up to you uh they have an oscar right there i just plugged in a song i put on i think so long it was and she in the middle of it was like oh so you can see you can sing sing this is Really, what you do, um, yeah, for sure. And she said, play another one. Play another one. She said, play another one. Play another one. She said, okay, I like that one. Do that one tonight. Mm. And, uh, what was the yeah, one that mm-hmm. she was like, I like that one. Was this one, play this one? She said she specifically liked So Long and How Could I Worry, but she said because it's a lot of older folks that are going to be in the building, mm. they would prefer How Could I Worry. Oh, okay. Because mm. it's more gospel. So mm. I I said, for sure, that I would, I would do that. So she mm. gave me the opportunity to open up the show, for sure. And on top of that, um, I got my first modeling opportunity, too, off of just networking as well. That mm-hmm. I was literally just standing outside of the convention, and some man comes to me, and he asked if I was one of the models. And if I'm one of the models, that I need to come meet in the room right away. I said, I'm not one of the models. And I'm just here as a performer. And he said, do you want to be a model? And I said, nah, I would love to. And he said, I'm running the whole fashion show today. You just come here. And he brought me in the room and got me dressed, introduced me to... Other designers and I walked for the first time, so it was definitely it was fire. It was just a great yeah. opportunity. Oh God put God. in certain places for sure. So I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. So yeah. there's an emphasis on team
0: that I'm yeah. that I'm getting from it. Really, for how sure. important is that? Like being able to curate your own team effectively, because I feel like that's one of the biggest problem with a lot of like Minnesota artists. Yeah. Their teams don't really set themselves up for to sure. win in the long term, because it seems sure. kind of like. It seems like random people just together. That's oh, what definitely. it seems like. Not really like a well organized machine that is getting out your contents, that is putting you on interviews, that are setting you up with different
1: people to 100%. talk. Right. Hundred percent. I feel like my main thing I take away from like just trying to make a team, your team can be anybody, you mm. know, and it's just your people. But just making a team full of people that actually believe in you, is that are not just there for the bread, not just there for whatever thing it is like, they actually believe in you. Those are the people that are gonna work. Whether money's there or not, you know, mm. and they're gonna really try and do their best regardless of what's actually going on. So I feel like just with creating my team is genuine connections. Like you a part of my team, mm. Shane a part of my team, like mm. my family can be a part of my team, you know? Mm. Same for everybody, but just knowing, yeah, putting the business before that as well. For sure.
0: oh, so, no, I feel yeah. that. I feel that. Honestly, something that I've noticed with a lot of people when they when it does come into, world building and team building they don't really see the intricacies and like how not just how personalities match with different people but how different interests can also align and go and diverge at the same time right where it gets to the point where holding people accountable is not really a thing that is in the main frame when it comes to creating the team where it's like it seems where um being able to check someone isn't really importance really where Man. it just seems like they just let the person just move just because Man. like well I mean I guess I could say something
1: but that would be that would change the way that we set each other up basically check your people mm-hmm. check your people keep your people in check mm-hmm. everybody else in the world gonna lie everybody else in the world gonna lie no
0: thanks no, how do you how do you vet the people you're around how do you vent how do you vet what's vet like
1: um separates um figure Uh, out if they're right for the job uh, things like that uh, i feel like it's just genuine connection too like it's just you can tell who's actually trying to take this seriously or that kind of stuff but you're talking about even friends not just business. yeah your
0: friends friends too as well
1: yeah like it's it's genuine genuine vibes Mm. for sure and you don't got to be around everybody but everybody should serve a purpose in your life even if it's not no like financial not everybody got to be a financial purpose not everybody got to be a business partner but like Everybody should serve some type of purpose, even if they just bring you happiness. Mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. if it's not, if they take in more than they're able to give, then they don't need to be in your life, y'all. Yo. I feel that. You're I feel
0: that too. Grown. No, nah, facts. That is a very major emphasis. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like people this year of well, the year that just passed, twenty twenty two, gave people a lot of chance to like learn about individuals and as well as like learning about themselves as wholes, right? All right. And. What were some major lessons that you took away from 2022? And do you feel like there's a selfish streak that comes
1: around people just naturally? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the main thing I took away from 2022 is just if you no action behind your talk is just talk. You know? It's just words. Mm-hmm. And anybody can just say the words, but few people actually do the stuff. And mm-hmm. I need to do a better job of just uh, you don't even need to speak on everything you're doing, you know? You just got to do it because mm-hmm. nobody's going to care until you do it because everybody can talk. That's Nobody cares about something that you do that everybody else can do. And same way you walk. Nobody applauds you for walking because everybody else can walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But just it, they only applaud you for the things that they can't see themselves doing, but it's only set in stone when you do it. You feel what I'm saying? I feel that. has got to do it. I need to do a lot less talking and just do it. Mm. Yeah. Do you think there's ego behind that?
0: Where it comes to yeah, just want to let everyone know what you're doing.
1: Kind of like the whole sure. when
0: 2023 comes back, don't get in my life. Da, 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 man, things like that.
1: you people just want to let everybody know. Because to them at the time, that's almost the equivalent to actually doing it. It's what just speaking. Like if, I, like, if I were to go on my social media right now and talk about this year, I am going to try to open for Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Whatever thing is, at a point that's like a little bit satisfying because it's like I know there's people on my social media that can believe like he's closer to doing that than I am. Okay. So it's like there's a somewhat of a possibility, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, of that happening. So it's kind of like a an announcement, but not an announcement. Okay. I that that's something that I'm working on. Or this year I'm gonna drop this project and it's gonna be this, this and this. Like it's just good to let people know that I'm I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this, mm-hmm. and it's almost the same as actually doing it. Like, it's the closest thing you get to actually doing it is speaking on I'm finna do this. But then, like, it, it leaves people with the door to, like, put their own energy, put their own opinion, like, all that kind of stuff. And, of course, if they can't do it, people would love to stop something that they can't do. Mm. People would love to stop something they can't do. So, as soon as you, I don't know, if I hear talk about I'm finna go try and open for Kendrick, every other Minnesota artist in damn state is going to subliminally way. be like, you know what, bro? One, that's not gonna happen. I'm doubting you. And two, if it's on my count to make that happen, I'm not gonna <laughs> help, <laughs> and I'm not gonna help. And I would personally damn near stop that from happening if I it was up to me. Really, for sure. Do you feel? Do you feel like there's like a
0: self-sabotaging nature when it comes? Well, one thing that I've noticed about like um, getting creative and making your stuff blow up and having actual notoriety for what you're doing it feels like until you reach a certain threshold it just eats at itself but once you hit this amount of level where they know they can't even stop you even if they tried then it's like oh yeah no it's just complete love and adoration now it's like can i get some help
1: but that's when it's done that's when the job is already done Mm -hmm. if it's all just in talk then they still have their i can stop this Mm -hmm. or this can be stopped or whatever thing is if it's already done, then they have nothing left to do but to just love and appreciate it, mm-hmm. fakely, though, because know, mm-hmm. they know they don't even really rock with this. But it's like, you know what? I have nothing left to do but to support. If I'm on Billboard tomorrow, there's so many people in this state that you have nothing left to do but to support mm-hmm. me at that point and just be, you know what? I know, Matt, That's my dog. We used to make music. We used to do this, this, and this. You have nothing left to do but to piggyback to try and get yourself up. But you, you, you know that if it was up to you to get me there, you wouldn't have done that. You would rather put yourself on, of course, as everybody else. How do you know when that's happening? <clears throat> I just, honestly, it may be sad, but it's like I kind of already assume it of everybody. Okay. I already assume it of everybody because I know how, I know that how easy it is to get into that mindset, and I know that I've had to fight that mindset and continuously struggle to fight that mindset, you know? Mm-hmm. And to get to a point that you see other people succeeding at any level or talking about what they're going to do and be like, you know what, I'm genuinely happy for you. Mm -hmm. I genuinely, truly hope that that works out for you. Mm -hmm. And if there's any type of animosity in my heart, it's only because of me and only because I am now disappointed or in myself that I'm not there as well. And I want to work to get there or past that. Mm -hmm. So just just face it towards yourself. Stop putting it on to the other person. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's it's not their fault. As, As time goes on, do you feel like not
0: so much that you're not better than everybody, but it's like the music that you're making is more complete than everybody else around you.
1: I feel like I'm always gonna feel that way. Mm-hmm. I feel like I felt that way since like the beginning. Like I always feel like there's ways that I can improve my music. Mm-hmm. But you ever seen like that meme of like Tory Lanez like I'm I'm just nice like oh I'm yeah nice yeah. and like that's just how I be feeling at, at like most of the time in my head is like I really just believe that my stuff is nice. Okay. And that it's never, that's one thing in my life that is a certain for me. Like it's like a guarantee. Like there's nobody that can come and convince me that I make bad music mm. ever in my life. Mm. You know, so even if I don't think this is the best music in the world, to me, I'm the best artist in the world because I'm the only artist that can make exactly what I want to hear.
0: Is, you know? oh, so it's not so much where you're making music for other people, but you're basically just making it for your own playlist
1: in a way cuz okay. i know i'm i make music that it's like my whole music making process is i wish this song was out in the world like mm-hmm. so and i'm able to put it out into the world mm. so I was like i haven't heard this song before i can make it what is it that's holding you back from like actually going crazy and really
0: just like expanding your music cuz weren't you supposed to, weren't you and your collective of ozone supposed to open for like Chris Brown and Jack Hall and just start like doing like a bunch of other like crazier shit that like a bunch of people just could Couldn't even step to?
1: It's coming. Ah. It's coming. Everybody, calm down. It's coming. (laughs) It's coming. Don't even worry about that one. Next topic. Mm. It's coming. Mm. Don't stress
0: about that one. No vex. Then then what is holding you yourself back
1: then from completely? It's coming. No vex. Ah, okay. Okay. okay, Everything is in due time. It's, It's really just God's time and no cab. It's not. Nothing's really holding me back. It's just. If when God says time it's time, and that's the only time I'm working on, so mm. okay, mm-hmm. I, feel I feel it. Sure. I feel it.
0: I feel it. Is mm. there an ex- aesthetic that you try and
1: curates when you're making your music? Just fun. I feel like I really want. Like I, I know at times I it comes off as like more serious, and I know some things I want it to be taken more seriously. But like the overall thing is, I just want to relate to this. I want you to relate to this feeling and. Mm. Like, if it's sad, relate to this sad. If it's happy, relate to this happy and whatever thing is. Just feel what I'm feeling. Mm. And you you can hear the song and you know what I'm trying to make you feel. Just feel that. That's who,
0: it. who are your inspirations then? Who do you get, like, style, I, um, style cues from, music cues from, things like that? Where it so, seems like
1: you're trying really, to emulate
0: their idea.
1: Literally, overall, everybody. Like, I know that uh, there's major artists. Like, right now I'm trying to go more of, and Afro vibe and really mm-hmm. see more of like a R&B, the all types of different genres for sure. But like like people like Remo right now are really inspire me, Burner Boy, mm-hmm. uh, always been inspired by Chris Brown, T Pain, Justin Bieber, like mm-hmm. people like that that are really just icons to my eyes. Mm-hmm. Of course, the J. Cole's the Kendrick's all that stuff, but like, and <laughs> Beyonce's mm-hmm. Rihanna. Frank Ocean. like The
0: reason why I bring it up, it seems like you're trying to get like an, an African Smino vibe. That's like the idea Ooh, that I'm getting. That's pretty. From the type of the way that you try and make music. That's Is pretty. that like a forced aesthetic that you're trying to curate for
1: others to see or... I'm trying not to force it. I'm just trying to make good music. However, like, whatever gives me the most freedom, whatever route gives me the most freedom that I can do this, I can feel free to do this, and I can have fans that also feel free to do this. I want... Everyone to feel the same freedom that you can come to a Magnolia Sea Show and expect to rage, to throw water, to crowd surf, but to also cry and sit back and mm-hmm. be friends with somebody next to you. Like mm-hmm. I want it to be. That's just whatever route lets me be as open as possible. Mm-hmm. I prefer to do that. I'm not trying to force no type mm-hmm. of specific.
0: Because, like, mm-hmm. I remember uh, I was playing music in front of, like, one of my homegirls, and it was like, oh, no, it seems like he's trying to make pretty nigga music. That's, like, the idea that he's <laughs> going for in the long term. Pretty nigga music. What's pretty nigga music to you? I'd, I'd, I don't know. It seems like um it seems like what Brent Files was doing before oh. he dropped uh, his most recent project. Because, mm. like, we can both argue if it was good or not. I feel like yeah. he just didn't care about that album, personally. Oh, oh. But... I take <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you think it's good? I'm not going to lie,
1: I didn't even hear the whole project. <laughs> ah, okay. I, I really want to, though. I'm, I'm it's going, it's kind of I'm going boring. For. after you're Really? Yeah, no, I've little, only heard like, little, heard like two singles off, and I wasn't too A little geeked, boring, but, but
0: beyond the point, but beyond the point. Basically, that type of like idea where it's like, it's not that everybody wants me. It's that I know everybody wants me, but mm. that is not what I want. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, so. Mm. I don't know. I
1: don't know. Like. I hear that for sure, mm-hmm. but I feel like whenever I'm like specifically talking about women or talking about relationships, that kind of stuff, I'm just trying to be honest. Like mm-hmm. I'm not trying to push no like fact of I'm just this pretty guy that everybody wants or whatever thing is. Mm-hmm. I'm being a buck. Like I've had situations that people didn't pre- treat me so pretty or mm-hmm. treat me like I'm this top dog guy mm-hmm. or I didn't Treat myself like I was this top dog guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about each side. Mm-hmm. And there's times where I feel like I'm the finest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk about that side too. Every, every guy had goes through all those kind of emotions. So I'm mm-hmm. just trying to be honest with it, for real.
0: Is there a distracted nature when it comes to you? you distracted nature? Do you think you're just like a distracted nigga?
1: That I'm distracted yeah. from other things? For yeah. sure. ADD for me is crazy. Mm. I'm distracted by so many things. Like It's so easy for me to just be straight line on this but oh this this happening mm. now i'm over there like it's it's everywhere, it's how, everywhere. how is it tr- tr- living like that ah uh, you gotta just know your tics you gotta know when to snap yourself out of it like mm. and it's just it's how continuously so? working it's it's continuously like mm, you can i can sit and think about one thing for two hours but then when i want to focus on one thing i could get distracted by something that's completely irrelevant like it's so many ways that your mom will work and it's running 110% all the time. And it's like just trying to find little things that work for you. Like, one thing I've tried to be working on these past, like over winter break, mm-hmm. is when I am sitting down and not doing anything at the peak point of like a, I really don't want to get up. That's when I get up. Mm-hmm. Like, that I'll just stand up. Even if I have nothing to do, just stand up and go and try, start trying to do something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, just trying to do things. When you don't want to training yourself to like I'm I'm able to do something when I don't want to do it. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I feel just it. I feel discipline. It. For the real. When right. it comes to your music, do you, is there like two sides of it? Like, do you feel like you separate yourself from your music?
1: No, I feel like I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm supposed to, mm-hmm. but realistically, I think like Mac Mcfortune Evaguer is like the same as Mac O C, but Mac O C is just amplified. Like Mac O C is just. Really, like, every emotion of mine, everything is really, like, amplified. It's just pushed. How's so? lot, But, like, I feel like Mac Ibeque is just so much, like, like, I feel like I'm cool. I feel like I'm the same kind of guy. But, like, when it comes to Mac OC, the kind of, like, confidence to kind of, like, this is, like, straightforwardness of Mac OC mm-hmm. is just different. I guess, like, that's the kind of person you're going to see on the stage. But that's a real— all over the place kind of guy. I feel like I'm all over the place in person, but it's like a little bit dialed down. Just Mm. a little bit, though. Do you feel like that's how it was when you were in Atlanta? When you were first going to school out in Atlanta? Man, I was really dialed down over there. I had to figure everything out. I had to figure everything out. I was like, I had to be, I had to change stuff up so quickly. Like, my Minnesota nice culture and everything like that, I got there and they immediately checked me and told me, bro, you got to switch that up. Are you gonna get us all in a bad situation? Mm. And I just had to figure out ways to switch it up. You know, just how so? What,
0: what, what was like the turning point when you realized? Okay, this is not Minnesota no more. <laughs> um, within the first week, actually, th- let me let me give more context because it's uh-huh. like it's not so much where it was like you're the guy in Minnesota, but it's feel like I feel. Oh, I was talking to my friends about uh, one of my friends about this. One thing that I realized from being in Minnesota versus DC. There's not too many dark-skinned men with waves, ears pierced, just, like, look like I do here, Mm -hmm. right? But when I was in D.C., it's like, I mean, there's just more people that that look like that. So there's more that you need to do to, like, stand out, where it's, like, the basic things that you're doing here don't really hit the same when you're over here. Because blackness is not, like, a a caricature that's just... uh, Right.
1: A mythical thing, as it is no seen cap. in Minnesota. No cap, you're just a unicorn to them. Mm. In Minnesota, you're just a unicorn. Just a talking black boy. But mm. I was afraid of that when I first went to HBCU. It was just like, you know, you thrived in this white area because you were black. Mm-hmm. So now, when you are moved around hella other black people that are trying to do the same thing you do, and it could be better, it could be worse, whatever thing is what's going to make you stand out? And I felt like that was the biggest test. For me, ever, and I was the most needed. Of like, if you are, if you're really tough, if you really believe this is what you're supposed to do, you should be able to stand out anywhere you go, mm. not just in Minnesota, not where it's just handed to you. Okay. Oh, well. So, got there, and you said the moment that that, that it, like, like really hit hit me mm-hmm. was I. It was like the first week, the freshman week. We're all getting initiated, and um, we had a freshman talent show, and I last minute tried to whip some song of mine up and I went and did this performance for them, auditioned, and in the audition they were going crazy. Like they were like, this, this is amazing. You got it on the spot. You're in the show. You got it. And they put me in the show. I went and performed. It was the greatest film of my life. I was so geeked to, like that was one of the best performances I've ever done. The crowd was going insane. I was on, I got, I checked my phone as soon as I got backstage. I got no exaggeration, over a hundred followers in the two minutes that I was on stage on Instagram, off of that, people were hitting my phone. DMs were going crazy for however long. And then it got to the end of the show. I was watching every other act. I was like, that's not that's not really touching me. That's, I um, I got it. I had it in the bag. Mm-hmm. And we got money on the line, too, for the talent show. And then uh, we finished the talent show. They called us all up to the stage in front of the whole freshman class. The seniors are there, too, all type of stuff. They read off the names. First, second, and third, I did not place. I and I win nothing at all. And that moment, like not hearing my name called, and all the judges had a piece of paper where they wrote like reviews of this is what this is why I gave you this score, mm-hmm. and this is what you could, like this is my problem with your performance, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I went home, read the papers. Some of the judges was talking about lack of creativity, mm-hmm. lack of this, this and this. I still have all the papers to this day. because I sat in that dorm room. And that was the first time that I had to question myself of, is this what you're supposed to do? You came all the way down here, talking about this, this, and this for music, you just won all these awards in Minnesota, you got all this praise in Minnesota, you come here and you don't even place third. You don't even place third in this. Were you
0: like fourth or were you like damn near last?
1: They didn't even let us know what Uh, the place was afterwards. I I mean, we could have went and got all the scores and I saw but it's like, I was not even ready for that, I just wanted to go home. And everyone's still telling me like what, that like I had a great performance, but it was like, I didn't even place. I didn't even win. And it hit me so hard. And that was just the moment that it was like, this is going to set you apart. Do you do you actually want to do this or not? Mm. And that hit me, for real. To this day, that stuff hit me, for sure. And for me to just be, no. This is like, I want to do this. And I'm fine with taking hits. And that's where I feel like a lot of artists fall. That's where a lot of people fall, is you're riding this the happiness of, like, the wins of career you know the wins of music it's real fun when you start off and all your friends supporting you and you got shows and wins and win on top of win for sure but when you really hit a loss do you want to continue can you still find a I actually want to continue to do this Mm. Mm -hmm. was there like just
0: since the fact that you were in ATL and there's just so much more black people to begin with did you realize that there was more to blackness than you knew before for sure I
1: was, I was already insecure about my blackness and not even thinking that I'm black enough mm-hmm. of whatever the thing is. And just being in Minnesota, we get a lot of our blackness pushed to the side, and we have to kind of subside to what the white folks are doing mm-hmm. in a lot of situations. And we kind of lose our blackness in, in ways or oh, I felt like. I felt so. And also mm-hmm. being African, we have so many different cultures that are pushed in our face. We have white culture at school. We have African culture, Nigerian culture at home and then black American culture, like, in certain areas, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, we are mixed up all over the place, but being at HBCU just really taught me, like, it's all blackness, you're still black, and you're still just as black as the next person, you know?
0: So one of the Mm -hmm. things that I've uh, realized, especially when it is uh, in Minnesota, I was talking about this with Jandell, but, like, the caricatures that they make of blackness here, there's only, like, three, maybe four types of blackness that you can really be, and I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons why it's so easy for a lot of black dudes to just, like, lose the path that they're trying to go on. Yeah. Because of, like, I feel like there's so much benefits in just confiding in what, like, the white folks be, like, thinking this is what blackness is. There's so much blessings that come from that. From if it's not, like, the praise and adulation, or yeah. if it's the advice to parties, or you win Man. awards, just, like, things, of, just things of that nature. It
1: just works. You, you figure out at some point, like, just just do what they want you to do. And you get so far I would have never gotten as far as I got in high school if I didn't just do what they wanted me to do to an extent but mm. then I figured out halfway through high school mm. and it's like you can just be yourself like they already you already have the privilege they mm. already give you the platform because you're black so just use it properly wait what happened for you to really recognize that I got caught out there too I mm. got caught out in a I was like one of the leaders of so or members of uh dare to be real which is like our civil rights group within the school for like our black kids and a few of us in the school to really come together and there was one debate that we had one day of just like you know just i don't know like what we were trying to plan or what we should do mm-hmm. and i spoke up and one younger girl in the collective in the group came and said like mac you shouldn't be talking because you're a sellout that you just you just do whatever these white folks tell you, mm. so you don't even appreciate what like your blackness in general. You are just a pawn to these white folks, mm. and that just sat with me for so long, and I just had to start figuring out like what what am I gonna do like, and because at that point I'm like I'm here trying to thrive and I'm literally here thriving in this school because I am just doing whatever they say. <laughs> what was the what was the take that you had? <laughs> I had to sit down and be quiet. I no,
0: no, no, no. What was, What did you say? <laughs> I was like, nah, bro. We're not even trying to hear
1: it. I don't even remember. It wasn't something. That, it was completely unrelated. It so wasn't she, even wild enough? It, it wasn't <laughs> even wild. <laughs> it wasn't like, she was just like, nigga, shut up. Like nigga, <laughs> nigga, You don't have no right to speak up at mm. all. She just had enough of it that day. Mm. Like, it was like, you are here speaking like you supposed to be a leader of us. Nigga, you, you are one of them. That mm. just sat with me, yo. Damn. Shitty, boy. Oh, that is... <laughs> you ever had someone Call you out before Like just genuinely Call I'm, you like So
0: So Not Not really Cause the thing is I tend to like I talk so little To the point where it's like If you're gonna call me on Or something It's like nah Die I'm standing on this thing that I'm standing I on it I don't say it well, I don't be, I just don't be just chatting because of one right. thing that I've learned, especially doing this, this is like the more you talk, the more chances it is that you're gonna say something dumb.
1: Boy, say it again. <laughs> the more you talk, the more, the higher a chance it is for you to mess up, bro.
0: Because if it's like out, if you're just continuously talking, you can't just always say smart stuff forever. Can't. So um, eventually you're gonna slip up and say something that was just idiotic. And one, you need to know when to just say, you know what? It was just
1: I apologize.
0: I was, I was being wild.
1: And you just know when it's just not. <laughs> you don't have to have an opinion on everything. Everything. You don't have to have an opinion on everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's to the point where it's like, I feel like a lot of people that do just like talk, they try and like wash out the voices of everybody else because For they sure. just enjoy the way that they speak. For sure. So yeah, so it's not really like people like try and call me out because of I feel like ah oh, no that's so that's, that's kind of wild, it's kind of wild. <laughs> but <laughs> you said, no, we'll fight did, did you set yourself up to be the voice of the people? Was that what it was?
1: At high school, yeah, because like, it, 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 it all played out that way. Mm. It played out that way. It, I, I don't want to even say that I was like the big voice of the people. I feel like I was definitely a vessel for sure, but there were people that. Real voices for us, and it was—if it, it wasn't for their voices, I wouldn't have been a voice, you know. So of course, of course, just, of course. But basically, it did like my path throughout high school really, really helped mm. a lot for me to get to even where I was within high school and just like now, mm-hmm. for real, What were the real. biggest things that you learned from your time at the uh, at Clark Atlanta? When to be quiet, mm-hmm. when to stop talking, when to separate yourself, when you're not around the right people, you what? don't have to be nice to everybody. Like, not everybody deserves for you to be like, not like you can be respectful, Mm -hmm. but nice is different. Okay. Like, what's the difference? I feel like Minnesota nice is you are buddy-buddy with everybody. Okay. And everybody's not your friend. Mm. So there's no reason to be buddy-buddy with everybody. I can respect you. I can respect you. We are cool. We're acquaintances. I have no problems with you, and I respect you as another human being, but I have to treat you differently than I treat my friends. In Minnesota, we're trying to treat everybody like we're friends. Mm. And sadly, in the world we live in, not everybody's your friend. So it's just having to learn to go about that and, you know, just pick and choose your battles. And just, yeah, everybody fighting against everybody. You know?
0: While you were at Clark, was that the first time where you like met like genuinely fine black women? <laughs> Man. Yeah, it, you know what, though?
1: That live in the aspects you know of their what, blackness. Though, What's up? Being at Clark made me realize, although at the time it felt like, yes, this is the first time I've seen genuinely fine black women. It just made me realize you are ignoring the genuinely fine black women that you have at home. That you've okay. been seeing every day. Okay. But you have now seen this, this, and this. That and you have you no are, ties to. That you have <laughs> no ties to. But the whole time you had these same queens at the forefront. Mm-hmm. But you ain't you ain't even appreciate that because you were just blinded by everything else that was in front of you and the only people that were giving you attention the little white girls that were giving you attention. What do you mean by that? <laughs> you know what I mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell <laughs> them <that> what <laughs> you mean by that. <laughs> as a black man growing mm-hmm. up in Minnesota, you have to mm-hmm. have to experience white women, mm-hmm. and you have to. It, I wouldn't say it's an obstacle, but it's like it's something you have to go through. Why? Hands, you know, especially as like a. Like, you're not an ugly black man, mm-hmm. so you have to go about, like, there are women, not even just white women, but, like, they're more pushed at the forefront. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to experience, like, these people are paying me attention while I feel as if these other women are not paying me attention, or they're just seeing themselves as my sisters, this, this, and this. They're not throwing themselves at me mm-hmm. like other women are. So, as a at a young age, it's just... Women are women and i'm just gonna go for the people that are throwing themselves at me mm. i just gotta do this this and this and at that point that like childish mindset is like you don't even you get to neglecting everything else and people that you really need to rock with you know and it leaves them feeling like they don't get no type of attention they don't none of that and it just draws a wall between y'all so even when it gets to a point of no i was never ignoring y'all it was just that these people were. Give me more attention. It was like, nah, that's a whole different story to them. They saw it from a whole different perspective. Mm. Just completely agreeable and understanding. Mm.
0: You know yeah. that, that is a that is a very selfish thing that I've noticed, especially about black dudes. Sure. It's like no one else in the world matters except for themselves, man. And like, it's, I feel man. like a lot of things with a lot of black dudes, they they don't recognize that black people were also here right next to them, living through the same <sighs> white Minnesota that you were talking living, about,
1: living through worse. Yeah, no. Like, that's <laughs> the situation. we are living through worse, and but it's it's all trauma, bro. It's all like, it's all past, past, deeply rooted trauma, of all ta- of all that stuff. But as black men, we we know we go through our own troubles for sure. But at within it, we are also trained to be pretty selfish. No, like we know right. we're supposed to like, I guess, be providers and be like, you know, take control of the family and like all that kind of stuff. But. And watch over others, mm-hmm. but it's still really about ourselves in a way. It's it's weird. Was
0: being in Clark the reason why you're doing R and B and rap and stuff like that?
1: And then when you came here, you kind of switched it over to Afro, or what happened? Nope, I've been doing I've been doing all of it since I've been doing. I was mainly doing rap beforehand. Then I really just personally started rocking with my R and B stuff more. Mm-hmm. Then I started doing more R and B. But then I started rocking with Afro so much, and now I'm trying to just combine everything, mm. just do everything. Cause I don't think there's any weak point. It's just so there's nothing that. that really like pushed you to start making different type of music. I just always wanted to make different music, cause I, music is just a universal language, and you got you can you have the ability to talk to everybody in the world through your music. Just talk to everybody. You don't gotta direct it towards one person, cause people don't. You know what I'm saying everybody yeah. can relate to it. That's
0: fair. That's fair. Yeah. I get you. I get you. That's how do you feel how now that like Afro music and Afro beats
1: are becoming more like Americanized? About damn time. Really? It's about okay. Time. It's about time. They, they're and they're not even really woken up yet. Oh, of but course. But it's about time. We have pioneers that are doing what they got to do. But it's not. It's not even. They're not even fully woken up yet. It's gonna be more. It's mm-hmm. gonna be a wave. It's gonna be the number one genre in the world. I'm saying it now. That's fair. It will be within the next three years. Next three, it's gonna be the number one genre in the world. Why why do you think so? It's a like, music originated from African Africa. Mm -hmm. It's only right (laughs) to (laughs) just go full circle back to the root, like that. It's it's only as big as it is right now because people have realized that everybody can vibe to this kind of music, and so you can rap in Afro music, you can sing in Afro music. You can dance in Afro music. You can you can give just so you can give any type of vibe. You can give pop stuff, you can give the white folk club jams, like all that kind of stuff within Afro music. You can do all of that. It's just, it's not just that you can speak a different language. And it also allows people to speak a different language. It allows people to speak gibberish. It allows all like it allows you to do anything you want to. It's freedom within mm. it. So people gravitate to the freedom There's just so much. Mm-hmm. We have R and B singers in Afro, everybody here singing the Blood you can make a Batman singer You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they can, that's, that's R&B, but they just, it's Afro you know? Okay, relate, there's, there's just about. so much
0: more layers Okay, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll oh, give that I'll give that, I'll give that Because uh-huh. the, reason, the reason why I bring this up uh-huh. Now that Af, like Afro beats and it's just like a natural You weren't, you're not, like being Afro is not weird anymore Do <laughs> you think that Kind of like when we were younger, world African booty scratch was a whole thing, and all that (laughs) thing, all that was like happening, right? Do you feel like there's a reluctance to the change, or do you feel like Africans are spinning back with like, honestly, more fury? Because the more that I really think and really sit with this idea, it seems like Africans are trying to just wash Black people away and just say, you know what? We're all just African now.
1: Because everybody is African. But don't you think that's kind (laughs) of wild though? It's just that I just think it's wild mm-hmm. that we can still have this war of I'm black and I'm African. That's just what's getting washed. Like I'm, I feel like we're trying to wash that type of thing. Not that I guess if we were to say, at the end of the day, if you have black skin, if you have brown skin, whatever, whatever kind of shade, you are black. You're black. Mm. And all, everyone that is black originated from Africa. Everybody originated from Africa. So we're all African. Mm-hmm. I just, like, do, don't, people would make different things, like, how could me and you, okay, let me say me, mm-hmm. <laughs> how could I be an African booty scratcher if, when, when they would call me African booty scratcher, I've never been to Africa. I never touched Africa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've been in America the same way you've been in America. Mm-hmm. How am I an African booty scratcher? Because my parents are from Africa? But you don't think if you went back just a few more just because your parents don't speak your language mm-hmm. you, I'm African-American and you aren't mm-hmm. because you just, just like people are just black folks just need to get out of that mindset, The boy. reason why I bring it up because I've never heard
0: a black person like a black American uh-huh. have that conversation where it's like yeah no we and Africans we're all together we should all just be Africans. I've only heard that with Africans. Where yeah, because yeah. like a thing that I've Yay. noticed, especially in this state, especially in this place, when I go to like colleges in Minnesota, mm-hmm. it's Africans. It's not black people. There's not like black people that are in college. Where it's to the point where it's like, I feel Ooh. like, for example, in Saint Thomas, <laughs> our Black Empowerment Student Association, our We're own African. BSU, it's just Africans, just all Africans. Like our our board members, majority. Literally, yeah, everybody on the board is African. African is hail. If it's not from um, Nigeria, there's Nigerians. There's uh, but there's Ethiopians and stuff like that. In comparison with the African Student Association, where they're all as well Africans, right? Right. So as as we are having this conversation of oh the Black Diaspora, da 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 da, it's just a bunch of Africans talking to each other. It compares to like when I've been out to the East Coast or the West Coast when it's when I've been around more just pure Black people, that's not really the way that they're feeling on the same subject.
1: ties we because if we're, I guess we we are all different though. Mm-hmm. Like I we have different upbringings than mm-hmm. other people that were raised in Brooklyn Park mm-hmm. or wherever else you know. So it's it's like they can be different. Everybody can be different. I just don't feel like why why are we dragging the other because we're realistically. We're similar, yo. Like, I don't know. Like, in America, we're just black. Mm-hmm. In America, we're black. We can be, we can bring the African culture out. Like, now the Africans are being more, like, it's more acceptable to be African. Now we have black people that are going and doing ancestry.com, trying to see where they're from mm-hmm. in Africa. All of a sudden, you care. It's like, you, there's no reason to, like, just stay how you are, yo. It's like, I don't know. People just drag it, trying to get to more roots and stuff, but... It's an age-old conversation that all us black folks gotta have at some it. point. Cause why are we dividing it? Why are we doing too much? I know it's a difference, but like, Is not that, that much? much for it to be a problem. For my parents to be raising me on some "don't be like this black American," mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. for black people to be like, "these Africans are this, and we are this" mm-hmm. type of stuff. Like, it's just <laughs> wow. Why, why
0: because like, even having having African parents, right? Right. The only correlation that I feel like they have to black like black people, right. they it's not that they look down; it's more like they look at them as if they're lazy, and that's something that I've noticed. especially they look with at the, them with black African. white
1: people look at them like it, it's I it's, just <laughs> it's it's crazy, and people <laughs> I can't drag it more. Yo, like they African parents damn near look at black Americans damn near worse, bro. It's it's day, damn near worse. Damn near worse. That is like
0: ew. Bro, bro, Africans hate black people the way white people hate poor white people. That's that's really the way it is. But
1: (laughs) that's 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 a whole other conversation to have with the older folks.
0: Um, since you've been
1: a promoter recently, how do you enjoy that? Yeah, I'm a host. Mm -hmm. I think there's a difference between a host and a promoter, but I guess I promote some events. So like, not strictly, I don't promote none of that. I'm like. Not necessarily a part of it for unless I just rock with the people, but oh, okay. like, I don't get paid to promote stuff. But oh, okay. okay. Like, How's it being a host then? A host is great. I really rock with it. I think it's teaching me a lot. What do sure. you mean? It's teaching me a lot of like, it's like basically to me, I see it as like performing other people's songs mm-hmm. and it's seeing like firsthand how to interact with the crowd every week. You know? So it's just seeing what I can do to get the crowd engaged in this, to get them up here, get them down here, whatever the thing is, but now I can. Take that practice and elevate to my own artistry. What's up? The wildest shit you've seen as a um, host? And you see a lot of stuff, y'all. Like people get club culture is completely different. What you so mean? So it's like club different, culture different is different from like a concert culture. Like, okay. But everything is like clubs are. There's so many hierarchies. There's so many people that walk in and they have a section, so they feel like they the top dog. I guess you top dog of the night forever, whatever for having a section but it's like people can spend so much money people how men act with women how women act within the club how it's it's so much stuff that goes into what, it what do
0: you mean how people just act
1: there's just hierarchy like it's like a, people come to the club and they have a whole different persona in a club like you like you imagine a dude comes and drops 700 on a section and like a bottle and a guy's here, like just barking around orders, like all type of stuff. You bro. are the man of the day today, but you gotta you gotta wake up tomorrow morning and go to work at your cubicle. You still have to go to like you still you still a normal guy, but today you was top dog. But then next week, if you come in and you don't have a section, now you one of the people on the floor. You trying to hey big bro, can I get in your section? I can put up this. It's, I can put up. Nah, it's insane. People, I've seen full grown men. <laughs> oh, God. I've seen grown men really bow down to younger niggas. Like, real, like, younger niggas. It's really insane. It's insane. See, oh my like, God. It's a crazy type of culture. And, man, respect for people's selves, go out the window. There's <laughs> all types of stuff. People do crazy stuff, man.
0: Yeah, so I was so I'd be going to your, um to watch you like hoes and shit. We get like a little little sex, you know, some some slight, right? Of course, Fridays
1: about art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Friday, I'm art. Fridays i
0: art. And a thing that I find like super interesting is like when I watch the other people in the section, right. because the deep in my heart, I don't believe they get bitches outside this context.
1: They don't. They mm-hmm. just do not get no bitches. You put them in front of them. You put women in front of them, and that's
0: like, it's to the point where I'm, I'm thinking to myself where it's like, you're not, no one is going home with anybody that's in this section right now, so you bought the bottles, you bought the coke bottles, they went and did their dance, the that dance is so demeaning, y'all oh. gotta have them stop doing that dance, cause I, d- <laughs> it's their job, y'all. When what, what I tell you I. You know, when they, they come, they, they bring the ball, bro. right? I, I looked one in the eye, and she just looked like Sad. I hate everything.
1: <laughs> I hate everyone. They have, yeah, people got to give them a lot more bro, respect for that job. They go through a lot every night, bro. You know?
0: Half naked to deal with dudes that feel entitled to them being half Man, naked. Man, it, it
1: is, got, it's I can't just, oh boy. It's to me but they they go through it because niggas just don't know how to act you feel like you can treat anyone anyway because you came and dropped eight hundred dollars like
0: and the thing is 800 bro there are bro, people that pay women
1: to be in their section i hope y'all know that we'll get to that, conversation. that huh. we'll
0: get that conversation because it's you just said eight hundred dollars to get us out a section right i remember when i was in new york three bands three bands, <laughs> three
1: bands. Like three bands like for that, a section that's for, a decent, like, yo, yeah. We're
0: a smooth one. We went, we only got two bottles. Three
1: bands. Just for show. It's not for whatever thing. It it's not to go and get drunk. You could buy the shots at the bar for way, way, way less. Even, it is everything about a club and a section and everything like that is just for show. It's, just for, the it's look. just for the look of it. It's not that you actually, most of the time you don't even care about the people that are in your section. It's just that I need to look Like I have pull like this. I need to have look like I can bring people outside because of me. Mm. And then everybody enjoying. I'm going to buy the most expensive bottle just for the look of it. Not. That's why when you buy a more expensive bottle, watch DJ's reaction. Watch how the DJ or the host is supposed to be that they are here gassing the hell out of you. You think it's because they actually care? (laughs) You think it's because they actually care? It's because They want you to be spending more money like that Just for you to be gas, For your head to be gassed at the time Bro. For you to look like a big dog at the time Bro. You just dropped the bands to look big And at the end of it After you get that bottle After what everything is Everybody looks from you And looks away <laughs> Your moment is over You paid three bands for a moment And we all gonna go home <laughs> We're not gonna think of Man, that dude really dropped three bands yeah, three, three, three. On that Bel Air huh. He was really like that <laughs> I really wish I could get like him next time. <laughs> I'm not thinking that. I'm not thinking that. There's more to life. They're going to forget your date. They, they're already drunk. They don't even know who you are, bro. I just. Eh. bottles of new, dude,
0: right, bro? And they, they went and brought bottles that did a whole, the whole night, bro. We were in the section. Fifth, bro, bro. 20 women. We had 20 women among like the seven us us dudes, right? Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, when I tell you, I just started to look. I was like, huh, there's just less and less women. Where are they going?
1: Just for me (laughs) to look around. That other (laughs) sections.
0: Not even sections. Regular, regular dudes just at the bar just chatting it up. And they're just like. Imagine
1: imagine you pay each woman to come in your section to look like you have the pool like that. You order bottles, all that kind of stuff. And then at the end of the day, she leaves with somebody else that wasn't in your section. She leaves with somebody that was just in the crowd.
0: That didn't get a section. In.
1: That didn't bring her here. that in mind. Not that she's obligated to leave with you, but you are here paying all that <laughs> bread thinking that now she's gonna for sure leave with me because I was just I the money back. <laughs> and now you are broke and sad and alone at the crib and nobody remembers you. Just do better, y'all. Everybody just do better. It's real quick before we cut out. what So they pay people to be in sections. Yeah, some some people, they're not gonna speak on who. <laughs> they Y'all not gonna ruin, ruin your own bag, but man, that's <laughs> gonna ruin their stuff because that's
0: because mm. of like I've met people where it's like, oh yeah, no. Sometimes people just send me like a couple hundreds pull up to this club or a couple hundred come sitting next to them, da da take pictures, look bad, da da da. Okay, is that how does that start? What is going? I I I don't know why, but I just I can't wrap my own brain around it. Do you get more money at the end of the day from them, from buying, having the people come and, like, sit there and look like they're having fun? Mix this up.
1: But, um, yeah. You could. It could could be, like, more of a thing of, like, yeah, it's a good look for me, so that could bring me more of, like, pull attention, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it could contribute to it. Is it just part of, like, the culture? It's more part of the look and part of the culture.
0: You're not going to mix it up? Why? (laughs) <laughs> this is what he's been doing <laughs> I've been I,
1: I, I forgot this is in my pocket And I've put it out Since like the beginning Do you want me to solve it? I'm going to try to solve it Go, go continue. I'm going to solve it, yeah. I'm going to solve it We got how many more minutes? I'm going to solve it any time. It's, uh, I okay. feel it I feel okay. it I feel it, okay. I feel it. But <sighs> mm-hmm. mm. It's weird Do you feel
0: like that's part of the industry? And do you think that's needed in the industry?
1: Ah uh, the way culture is, the way like people are, people don't like to be anywhere that women aren't. No matter Speak what, on women, that. Women don't like to be anywhere that women aren't there. And men don't like to be anywhere that women aren't there. That conversation
0: <laughs> we had with Oh, Yeah, bro. yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you. If women aren't there, it's not going to be a crowd. I'm oh. telling you. And people know that, so they just are trying to capitalize off that. Cause of that's that's one thing that
0: I I remember. Oh, uh, remember when when we had a little birthday party for me, right? Yeah. And then uh, a couple of those, it was like four women at, at first, and it was sitting in the crowd, right? Right. Or sitting inside your apartment, and I was like, huh. If these are the only people that pull up, I will tell everyone that I told to pull up to go so home to go now, home? right
1: man. now, man. Uh-huh.
0: Because one of the things that I always realized when you are having events and stuff like that, if you're not able to have like women around you, mm-hmm. if you're trying to like do something, it's like. I don't know why, but I feel like the first thing that comes to mind is like, why don't you have women friends? Do you mm. just constantly hang around women? As a woman Are you just or like, as a dude? Both. Mm. Just both. Like, why
1: don't you You feel like men got to have women friends? Yes, bro. Really? I feel
0: like, not. I'm not saying you're, you're misogynistic deep down in your soul, but mm. I feel like it's partially. Because it's like, so you can't keep women around you that, that you're not fucking...
1: Now nah, why is... Can men and women be just friends? Yes. Uh, okay, yes. Okay, okay. I feel like it's <laughs> for sure n- they can.
0: Niggas That's are just, just a not, wild question. Yeah, no. Niggas are just not such um socialized with women at a young enough age. So it gets to the point where they get um older and all they're thinking about is fucking and it just ruins wow, it. Oh elaborate be- on that. Because of niggas Oh my god, one thing that I always realize about women, they can always see once
1: you're horny. Breathe <laughs> I like, always tell you. Can women actually Always tell when you When you Bro, bro. You feel like, Or is it just like You You were just doing too much it's That's what I can tell
0: you, you were doing too much It's just like The aura of the conversation Just uh-huh. changed Cause now I know Because you now, to now to be you quick. just <laughs> I know it I know so it So
1: now you're You now You as a guy Did too much Yes most definitely You feel like what, Do you feel like You can tell when a woman Just wants to Fuck
0: When they just wanna
1: fuck No That's
0: Ah my whole thing is, I keep quiet until they, they speak. Speak they with speak your about chest. It
1: until you say with your chest. Speak. That's it. Cause that's what? my whole thing.
0: I shoot thinking that's the word,
1: and it's just, no, I'll just be friendly, get the fuck away from me? Yeah, yeah no, no, I cap. That's, <laughs> just, no, until, But <laughs> what if they don't say with their chest, you just leave it? That is between them and God. <laughs> it's, sure. just, it's just them I and agree, God. I agree. I agree. And that's for every guy, just leave it. It seems y'all. like... It's just, something you don't got to bl- force nothing.
0: It needs to be something blatant. That needs to be the point where you have to go and just shoot. Nigga, actually solved it. Huh. Nigga,
1: actually solved it. Shout out, War, yo. <laughs> Shout out, YouTube. Oh, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. bro. Man. That, is, a, care, that bro. is impressive. Very, very nice. Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice. I feel like people just pick up on so... It's like such stupid things. That's ADD though. No,
0: I feel like you know, it's, I feel. I feel right yeah. before um before we uh, get out of here. What's do up, you man? think
1: Right Back was good projects? Of course. How so? I feel like it's just something that people aren't doing. You you I don't see a lot of people like trying to make their projects cohesive, tell a story, mm-hmm. and have meaning behind mm-hmm. everything. You know, and just it being general, being relatable, and also having just bangers on there. You know, so mm-hmm. I feel like it just gave you everything, everything mm-hmm. you needed. You got it within it I feel that I feel that Looking back
0: You think "Right Back Was a good project? Oh uh, There's a couple good songs Yes There's mm-hmm. a couple There's a couple good songs I always say Vulnerable is, is your best song Okay I always say that one's also you, Always your best song
1: For sure I appreciate
0: that You should make a visual to that When you're talking on the phone But niggas
1: don't want to listen <laughs> It's
0: It's insane It is just insane Any
1: videographers Y'all come shoot
0: At uh, this point At this Shout point But you know But ah, we come to that point Of wish I had a sensei Where my guest goes And say some things where they wish they had some advice growing up, some advice for
1: them right now,
0: or some advice for the future? Mm-hmm.
1: I wish when I was younger, I had advice of just like, you know, just just take the word as it comes. You don't gotta please everybody. It's not possible to please everybody. And just proceed to be you, yo. And if people don't rock with you, they don't gotta be with you. Mm-hmm. Just, just be you. All just right, Be yourself.
0: All right, y'all, and we out.